The name of the podcast is too long. I'm I'm sorry. I know I've been sorry. Thank uh, Drew. Thank you for being here this week. Cordell's sick. Hi, whatever. Drew. Anyway, hi, hi Drew. Anyway, the the name of the podcast. Now introducing. Yeah. Now introducing. I'm I'm rebranding it. I did not consult anybody on this. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't okay. know what you're talking about. I just it's, got here, but go ahead. It's too long. Hi, Drew. We're going to go hi. with house. Okay. Like that. That's confusing, but what, like the, what's like the TV confusing? show. There's a TV. Yeah. Hold yeah. On, there's I a TV show Google called this. house. house? Uh, like the British guy that pretends to be American. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's based off of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. Okay. So house, <laughs> a tagline, the junk one, not MD. Yeah, that should that should attract the right audience. I'd we'll, say we'll we'll test it out this week. Welcome okay. to house. And this is when the house music starts playing. Oh yeah, this week we can make Caleb. You're just gonna have to make house music. I'm gonna yeah, have like to make like like French house music. French Are we talking like like and this is all step, like podcast, early dubstep? Yeah, like, we're talking yeah, early dubstep like house. Maybe music. maybe some early early Daft Punk dubs. Maybe not dubstep, but early okay. Daft but Punk like French I I house. would qualify some of like Daft Punk definitely had influence on dubstep. Obviously, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, for so sure. that's what I'm thinking. Like, like the early dubstep, where like you could listen to it and be like, "Oh, this is just somebody bass boosting around the world by Daft Punk." Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, thank you, Drew. Thank you. Drew. Yeah, I was feeling a little sick, so Drew stepped in so last minute. Like it was literally, literally we were about to record. Like Drew was in here for probably 15 minutes. Before we recorded, <laughs> maybe so, like, and like five of that in. was spent jamming to Jet Set Radio yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> there was no like real prep, but yeah, yeah. It's a shame that Cordell got sick. You know, I've been uh, trying to take care of him recently. I've been uh, cooking his meals and bringing him tea and such, and he just seems to keep getting more and more sick. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so strange. It's so weird. But, it's so you know. weird. Yeah. Ever hey, since I moved hey, in, Sam, he's been getting more Sam, and more sick. Hey, Sammy, stop listening for a second. Hey, Drew, do you need that next shipment of like cyanide, man? Do you need that no, next shipment? No, I think I'm good. I okay. think I'm good. Okay, We're not ready for that yet. Oh my gosh. No, oh, but can yeah. Can I come back? Can I come back now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you can come back. You're good. But speaking of Daft Punk, like there's this whole thing on TikTok, right? About like junk junk excuse me jukebox musicals be like oh my yeah i have not seen that but i would like to know what jukebox musicals be like do you you know what a jukebox musical i do know yeah i love jukebox musicals they're incredible for the uninitiated of the audience it's just musicals where all of the songs are like popular songs like that already exist like Moulin Rouge. I was about to say Moulin Rouge, uh, Mamma Mia. uh, Yeah. Mamma Mia, which is all ABBA, of course. Escape to Margaritaville, which is the Jimmy Buffett jukebox musical. Jamothy Beaufayette. Yeah. But like the the trend on TikTok is like, like starting the musical, the music of a jukebox musical. So maybe like, Oh man, this these drinks at this club sucks, and I haven't met anybody that I'm in love with. Oh, that woman. Shorty got them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, and like that was good. But I still think my favorite one is Olivia and I were talking about this the other night, and she in the I. I swear my wife is funnier than me. I don't know why I'm the one on this show to be completely <laughs> honest about it. Well, see, we've been talking about that recently. That's uh, fair. I, I yeah. keep telling her like one one week this summer, I'm just going to have her come sit in my chair for junk house and I'm just going to like Ooh. leave. Um, we need to do me, Drew and Olivia and just call it like girls week or something. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> girls oh, night. <laughs> junk house girls night. night. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so good anyway um but oh, yeah. 
Olivia just sat there and she was like, just like imagine it's like set like a high school kid coming home and the dad's like, well, son, what's going on with you? And the son's just like, oh, dad, you'd never understand. I've fallen in love. And then the dad's like, well, son, you got to tell me about her, you know? And then you the, the, <laughs> just the son in tears, just her name is Noelle. And just breaks into teenage dirt bag. Cause like, I just, I just, I need it. My, my brain went a completely different route for what would not be a fun way to start out a musical of the, the, the father immediately going into father and son by Cat Stevens. Oh my and, God. Uh, it's just okay. like really somber. <laughs> Find a girl. <laughs> and it's like, it's a completely wrong uh, trajectory for what we want this musical to go, but that's how it's going to start. Can we write a full musical with just Cat Stevens music? Ooh. We'll call it Piss Train. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually bringing this up because I was thinking a serious one that could actually be cool and done good and cool is maybe a Daft Punk jukebox musical. It could be hard, <laughs> but... Uh- I think it's called Tron. It could be really cool. I mean, fair, but more <laughs> of an mean, actual. I know what you're jukebox. saying yes. <laughs> I would. I would say, like, I think the problem with that is that, like, most of their early work would just not fit. Like the entire it would have to be what? It would have to be Ram. It would have to hold, be mostly Ram. Hold on, I actually there is a jukebox musical. Of Daft Punk, there is. It is the movie Interstellar five 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 five. Yes, I I already thought about that. It's about to say because that's and just the, good, that's just the Discovery album, like totally. But tip. I, that feels more like just an extended like music video. Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah. like an actual in the spirit of a jukebox musical, jukebox musical. The thing is, I've legitimately wanted to write a certain jukebox musical for years now, ever since uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Brantley Wheeler, pitched me on an idea for a jukebox musical one night at a campout. Okay. Brantley's uh, so genius. Th- I'm ready Brantley, for this. Yeah. So, like, the, the main concept of it is just like it's a, you know, like just like a look into modern life, et cetera, between these two friends. And most of the music is going to be by fun. Okay. Um, but a lot of it will also just be like 2012 music is like the is what the uh, the general theme of it is like mostly songs from 2012 and funds uh, album some nights I would try to essentially try to work in as many of those songs as I possibly could because especially yeah, the opening sure. number is like perfect for opening up a musical I would say yeah and yeah, I I legitimately thought about like trying to contact uh, Cody Fry <laughs> and to just try to be like, hey, can you help me write this? I'm not I'm not, I'm not musically inclined. Can you help me write this uh, jukebox musical? This can be your next big project. But yeah, yeah. He's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's a jukebox musical? <laughs> yeah. What's what are albums that like don't even need jukebox musicals because they already are. Like, you know, there are some that just have vibes that are, they're just musicals. Um, I mean, there's like, for sure ones that are like written as musicals, like the, yeah, uh, the waitress, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Sarah Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah Bareilles, the waitress. Oh, stuff like that. But what is something that like. No, I guess not intended to be that. Um, I've got three that came to mind right off the bat. Okay, uh, we love it. Te- Teens of Denial by Car Seat Headrest. Okay. Uh, which, if you haven't listened to that album, solid album. Very good. Um, Paranoid Android by Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah, like that sure. one's just almost too perfect. Uh, and then American Head by uh, the Flaming Lips. Okay, so Sick. those are the first three I thought of. But the first two that I'm thinking that came up while you were thinking that, while you were saying that, excuse me. Yeah, 
um, Good Kid, Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I would, would go see crazy music. I would go see a to pimp a butterfly stage show so fast tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, yeah, for real. I would drive across the country to see that shit. I would also say I, I can't pick out which specific one, but I would say several of BTS's albums could tell a full story. Like, of course, it's in Korean. So like that might need to be adapted to American audiences, but at the same time, like I could see like, I mean, like the thing is like several of their music videos normally like catalog, we are young men and out committing crimes. But yeah. like, I, I think like either of those could like any of their albums, I feel like it could also be a full length musical if you wanted it to be. I'm, I'm like looking at BTS's albums because I'm like, which one is the one that I last listened to before I kind of like stop? Are they broken yeah. up right now? No, they're uh they're the reason they're on hiatus is because several of their hiatus. members are currently serving in the Korean uh military. Gotcha. So they can't exactly all be together. Yeah. I, I want to say Map of the Soul was the last one I really listened to. Uh Map of the Soul Persona or Map of the Soul 7. 7. <laughs> 7. That's that's here's the thing is that's an excellent album. So like that's a great one to go out on. Honestly, their their uh, their only other full length one came out in 2020 which was uh B, which was uh, a lot in like response to, well, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see, especially B. I think that would be a, or especially Map of the Soul Seven. I feel like that would be a fantastic, just like full length movie musical. I would love to watch. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, also, Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. Ooh, baller. Any of the Mountain Goats albums? Um. Okay, so their most recent album was actually kind of written as a movie. I'm actually wearing the shirt for it. Uh, Ooh. Bleed Out is the album. Uh, and it's kind of written like a movie because it was inspired by like the 1970s French noir movement. Okay. Uh, so it it it, it very much feels like that uh that maybe uh maybe beat the champ because that's very much about like the mexican wrestling scene yeah so yeah i yeah uh, every mountain goats album could be a movie musical not gonna lie uh but Fair. Th- there are a few specifically that i think would be better than the others Ooh, I think also several of Muse's albums could be an interesting Ooh. musical. Oh, yeah. Like, Muse is just like, they're always so good at like making things feel so cinematic and huge with like all of their songs. So, like, I think that would be a freaking bomb musical. I think that would be awesome. Absolutely. Mad, mad, mad. I used to be really into Muse. I need to get back into them no same like it's just like i've listened to so many of their songs for like my entire life but like there's that's the way i am with like several artists like i just like forget about them for a bit because i have adhd and so like it's just like i am no longer in your brain goodbye until until like pretty recently i uh just like forgot dave matthews existed and then because of our other show uh, Nat Wonderful and season three is on its way because I know we have some crossover listeners uh, between the two shows. Uh, my character is a fanboy for Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like you specifically told me the words Dave Matthews Stan and I was yeah. like, okay, this is going to be an essential part of your life and I'm going to make sure it's in it. Yeah, it is very much there. So I've had to like really get back into dave matthew yeah but like i feel like that's like it's a huge thing for me with adhd because like it's a constant thing of just like memory lapses just happen here and there for like things i used to be into or one of the biggest things i've realized recently is um keeping up with my friends is kind of crazy because like i will literally forget that people exist and like i like it's not like me trying not like trying to avoid people but then i'll realize oh crap it's been three years since i've talked to this person unintentionally But like, yeah. if I'm not, you know, if I'm Same. not, I mean, like, I'm glad that I have outlets like this podcast and like Nat Wonderful where I can just, you know, talk to you all and keep up with you all because that's amazing. But like, unless I'm like sending someone like memes on Instagram on the recently, they just like pop out of my head and they're just gone, you know? Yeah, that's what I, I get that. 
around when I was getting married, there was somebody that I invited to a, a wedding shower that after the shot, like they came and they, they even like helped us like load up gifts in the car and get everything like packed up and ready to go. And then they came and gave me a hug and they said, you've got to do better about keeping up with people. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, I do. I suck at this. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, it's hard, you know? I mean, like yeah. I, I'm legit, like unless someone's like directly in front of me, they are no longer in my, in my brain, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm the type to always feel guilty about that. But also, mm-hmm. you have to also take the moment to be like, it's a two-way street. <laughs> no, yeah, that's <laughs> the know? thing. It's just like, it's the same thing if I ever feel like, well, why hasn't this person reached out to me in forever? It's just like, well, I could do the same, you know? But yeah. 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 It, 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 it really is crazy how much yeah, ADHD wow. does. Because we, we all three have really bad ADHD. So this it's- is... I'm so tired of like people treating it like it's the joke mental illness or whatever, or just like, I heard a dude say the other day at work that like, well, we all have a little ADHD and it's like, no, you don't dog. No, you super don't. Cause it's like, Hey bud, have you ever like forgotten someone existed and like didn't talk to them for five years just because like neither one of you texted and you haven't realized and it only feels like it's maybe been like five freaking weeks. And then like suddenly this person is not in your life anymore. That's just what happens. It's just like, it's just like, have you ever had like such trouble sitting still that like if you don't have something to fidget with or do like your body will like physically start to shake? It's like I'm I'm tired of like th- this is debilitating, dog. Like I, I can't yeah. like existing like this is so freaking hard yeah. whenever you're have severe ADHD. And so and it's, it's also kind of like I uh, like I was telling uh, I was talking to Olivia about this because Olivia and I both have very bad ADHD, but ADHD presents itself in so many different ways where it's like, uh, like a lot of people cannot focus on things with ADHD. I have the opposite problem where I find one thing and I focus on that one thing for months. Yeah. I will hyper fixate on one thing for months. And if you're not involved in that thing, I don't really care. Uh, like it, it is it's socially debilitating to be like hi do you want to talk about Warhammer 40k you don't I don't want to talk to you right okay, now see ya like I my hyper focus is so bad that like legitimately like I'm not trying to ignore someone but like if I'm like reading a book responding to a text or email and someone's trying to talk to me at the same time I will literally not hear any of it you know like it's it's legitimately like it's like if someone were legitimately saying blah 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 at me I will not comprehend a single word that was said like if i'm in the middle of like playing a video game or something and like like say like my wife claire told me something in the middle of that and saying like we need to get groceries later i fully would not have heard it because i was focusing on whatever i was doing at the time yeah and like it's not it's not me like trying to be like a bad partner or anything it's like legitimately i did not hear that i'm so sorry i like but yeah so my ears were off i apologize I'm I'm curious if either of you have experienced this with adhd or this may just be uh, me having other issues leading to this thing but if i really enjoy something um just uh for example because it, it this is happening a lot recently with tears of the kingdom which is the new zelda game if if somebody else texts me and saying i'm playing this what do it like what what is the way to do it and then i tell them the way to do it and then they do it a different way. I get angry because I'm like, <laughs> no, you enjoy things this way. Please do not enjoy them in any other way. <laughs> like you enjoyed it wrong. Yes. Like that. And it sucks because I'm like, Tears of the Kingdom is an open world game. You should be able to enjoy this any way you want to enjoy yeah. it the way I enjoy it, please. I, I don't get that specifically when it comes to like video games or things that I enjoy but like I know in general just like to tie that back around I like and I know it's a big thing in the ADHD community of like rage is like a is a thing that just kind of comes on far easy than it than your average person like I can get like angry at like the smallest thing like I I can go from like having a great day to having the worst day of my life just for like messing up in a video game too many times and like that causes me myself too that that causes me enough mental anguish that like I will go from <laughs> I'm so happy to be alive to I don't want to be around anymore 
and like that can happen from me just like messing up a little bit yeah and you, you yeah. know like what one of the most insulting things about having adhd is is um being a klutz is part of it you are more naturally to like drop mess up stuff bump into stuff and like it's like great so i get to look like an idiot because my brain decided to uh to do this or whatever and like yeah. i hate that yeah yeah like i my brain my adhd brain don't doesn't even remember what i was about to say so i guess never mind no no same man it also sucks because like i feel like i used to be like my adhd didn't used to be this bad as it is these days but like you know times are tough but like and i've been unmedicated for so long uh i have i have i'm unmedicated and so like i need to get on that but uh also um i feel like i used to be quicker when it comes to like having conversations or making references or like being able to like continue on with the conversation, essentially like where I'm like, Oh, I was about to say this. And then I completely forgot it. And it's completely erased from my brain and things like that. Or yeah, I want to make a reference to this thing, but I can't, I can't think of the name of the person or the name of the movie or the name of the project in that moment. I know it exists, but I like, I can't recall it. And so like, that's another just like general hard thing of re- memory recall is shot yeah <laughs> yeah i uh this is all such relatable content it's but you know it's in it's interesting that you mentioned the adhd with rage thing because that's another thing is olivia what, the other day was like she was playing tears of the kingdom and she looked over and she was like are you angry at me and i was like no i'm not angry at you and she was like okay you just always look a little bit mad <laughs> I, like, I mean, yeah. I mean like, that's just your resting bitch face. So. I, here's the thing is, I was going to say that in part could be ADHD in gaming, but also you you have a resting face. And so, like, I mean, like, that's like that can just kind of happen, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like you already know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it but was the a thing I was going to say. That's why I was making weird hand movements. Oh, OK. The thing I was going to say is I remember on this podcast forever ago. We were talking about superpowers are like negative parts of ourselves that would be expounded. And I think we were talking about, honestly, the Green Lanterns are like the different things. And I said I would be a Red Lantern. And Cordell was like, you don't seem like an angry person. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not. It's really just like because of my ADHD a lot of times I get hyper fixated on something and it cr- makes me so mad that like I've like growing up, I would like throw controllers, but like I don't do that anymore, but I still get so devastated when I can't do something in a video game. It's, yeah. it's sometimes it's my frogger water. Like with, I was the about new to say, Jedi this game, is like, yeah, with the new Jedi game, there was a few different bosses that it was just a little bit too much or like something was too shitty and I just had to keep going back and drew. It was the same with Elden ring for me. If you remember that whole thing, I, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't beat up. I couldn't beat the Elden beast and my ADHD made me want to like made me hate myself for it. <laughs> so I just couldn't play it. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so hard. Cause like, I know like there's like that constant, like, talk online where it's just like well you wouldn't say these things about your friends so why would you say them about yourself and it's like i am mentally programmed to say these things about myself it's (laughs) like i know it's like i know my friends love me and i know i love my friends but at the same time like i did bad at an elden ring boss and i think i am the scum of the earth right now and it's my fault (laughs) and I, i will also say it's so funny that like we um feel such rage from video games when some of our favorite are some of our favorite games are from the Soulsborne franchise. I know. And like those, those are the most, but like at the same time, it's, it. it's, <laughs> it's, it's also very good for me because I have played all of them at this point. And, um, what's cool for me is, um, another thing with ADHD is like constantly cycling between hobbies because we're constantly yeah. trying to get that, uh, dopamine like boost. And so like, um, swapping between hobbies is something that's happened. What's cool for me is because I've gotten so much into the Soulsborne franchise that like, getting to a new build that like I'm crazy about is like a new hobby for me. Cause it's like, now I can complete the game in a completely different diverse way than the last way I beat it. And like, I can jump around between oh, I'm tired of dark souls two. Let me jump to dark souls one for a moment or oh, yeah. I'm tired of dark souls three. Let me check on Elden ring. Except I can't check on yeah. Elden ring for a minute. Cause I hundred percent of that game. And so like, I'm kind of tired <laughs> of looking at it, but um, yeah, it's uh, 
it, it's been a that's that's been like a helpful thing for me is the fact that I've played them all at this point and beaten almost all of them except for Sekiro. Well, you know what gives me dopamine a dopamine rush, and I think Caleb, today's sponsor. <laughs> well, sure. No, it's when we read reviews and they're really bad. So guess the movie. This is uh, a recurring segment, Drew, and it okay. brings me such joy. It's like uh, Caleb and Cordell's favorite segment. I've like I've come up with so many segments for this show. Nothing beats this segment. It is so <laughs> <That's> good. crazy. <laughs> um, because it's it's just a it's whatever you know. Um, mm-hmm. but this is how it goes for Drew for you, Drew. So I'm gonna I'm on Letterbox right now. I'm yes. gonna read a half star review. And you're going to have to guess. Yeah. Half star review. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the lowest score you can give other than negative other than yeah. zero. So it's yeah. But, um, and you guys are going to guess what movie you think it is. Okay. Uh, this one, I'm only going to take out one of the words that is a instant giveaway. Okay. Gotcha. Go but for there it. is another big hint in. Okay. Half star review from Tony Severe. Man, Tony is severe today. Thank you, Tony. Um, Thank you for being severe with Tony. <laughs> he's so severe. You're just like the, that band from the 80s. Tony, Tony, Tony. Severely Tony. The Ash fights a random guy opening is good, but this one sucks. Blank just isn't a cool Pokemon, and unforgivably, where is Ash's mom? Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I'm going to guess Pokemon 2000? No. Oh, damn. See, you said Ash, and I immediately thought of Evil Dead. Now my brain's in a different zone. So uh, I did say cool Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I had that you said Pokemon, and my brain immediately shut down. So <laughs> yeah. hold on. Oh, oh, uh, no. Oh, no. So it's, it's definitely yeah. a Pokemon movie. Definitely yes, definitely a Pokemon him. movie. So Ash, the Ash fight in the beginning was cool. I'm trying to remember Ash like, the name of the Pokemon movies, you know? Yeah. Here's another one that's just funny. A half-star review from Kai. Oh, so this is where Ash's semi-gay relationship with his, ga- with his guy friends started. Okay. <laughs> that probably helps a lot. Yeah. No. Um, I, I, the thing is, the thing that sucks, I watched the Pokemon movies as a kid. I can't remember the titles of any of them off the top of my head. I remember going to yeah. Blockbuster and renting some of them, and I yeah. still can't think of. What real. number uh, Pokemon movie do you think it is? What, what number? You don't have to say, the, like, you don't have to say the actual title if you don't remember it, but if you can guess the number right. Pokemon 2 is what I want to say. Well, that's the one Caleb already said, and that is... Oh, my bad. Uh, I'll guess I'll guess three. I'll guess Pokemon 3. Pokemon, mon, mon. Four? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is titled Pokemon Forever. Um, oh, the, my the, God. The what Pokemon what name, takes place in that movie? Well, the... the um, this is the review with the Pokemon name. Ash fights a random guy opening is good, but this one sucks. Celebi just isn't a cool Pokemon. Um, so this is the oh. one with Celebi and Suicune and time travel with Professor Oak. Well, I have not seen Ash. That. Ash time travels and meets young Professor Oak, who has sick Pokeballs. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's actually probably one of my favorite Pokemon movies. It's crazy. There's a there's like dark balls and like dark Pokemon. Ooh, nice dark balls. I've seen the one with uh, Darkrai. What was Forgot one that once. Oh, is that even the name of the Pokemon? He was I really weird. Think, I think when they got to Darkrai, like those are like, yeah, that's when it the names became weirder or like more anime. So that one was the Rise of Darkrai. Yes, I've yeah. seen that one. I saw I saw the one with uh, Mew and Mewtwo. Where that's just yeah, that's the classic. Just the poke, yeah. just Pokemon, just Pokemon. I saw that one whenever Ash was turned to stone. Never to be revived again. He died in Rest that movie. In Fun fact. He died. Rest he died. It looks like, and he will never be revived. Looking at the like a list of Pokemon movies, it goes like Pokemon, Pokemon Two Thousand, Pokemon the Movie Three, Pokemon Forever, Pokemon Heroes, and then after that, it kind of starts going wild. Like Pokemon Jirachi, the Wishmaker, 
Pokemon Destiny Deoxys, the movie. I, oh, Destiny you Deoxys know I watched Destiny probably Deoxys. Probably the best. That, that movie's so good. That one fucking slaps hard. The Jirachi one slaps too, because there's like a evil Groudon that has crazy eldritch horror tentacles. And, and Jirachi's my favorite legendary, so... I still have all of my old, this is, this is a tie-in, but like, I still have all of my old Scooby-Doo VHS tapes. And so like, I, I watch a bunch of old, I always watch all the trailers. And one of the ones that, that frequently pops up is the Pokemon. And, okay, yeah. um, I've, I've seen that trailer a thousand times. It's one of my all time faves. The reason I was even thinking about this is I moved some of my brother's stuff into this house that he's about to move in with me. And I found like Destiny Deoxys and Jirachi. Also, I found this, which I don't know if you can see it. They, Is that Kirby, Kirby All Stars? For for the uh, for the audio listeners, it's Kirby Air Ride. It's my Kirby Air Ride as like from growing up as a child. Like I already have. I bought a new copy because I didn't have this, and it's it's. It's broke to shit. It's like scratched up. I'm probably still going to clean it, but I'd like almost cried because I have so like, this is my favorite game of all time. And this is the one from when I was a kid. It's insane. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly, that is the exact game we discussed in episode three of junk house, uh, which was named Kirby's shower bidet. Yeah. That's Uh, the Kirby part of the, yeah, (laughs) of the shower. bidet. Speaking of like old games like that, I was recently trying and like not to just talk about Scooby Doo, but like um, I, one of my games that like I really enjoyed playing as a kid was the Scooby Doo computer games, where like they wrote original mysteries and it was like point and click adventures. Yes. Would, uh, one of the ones like I the thing is I can't play those these days because I don't have a computer that can like access that disc, and so like it's. I, I tried to find where I could download it online. I couldn't find anything, but like one of my favorites was Showdown in Ghost Town, where um like, in Ghost Town. Like it, it was really crazy because like you could get jump scared by the the villain of that like that mystery is like while you're like trying to solve a puzzle, if you click the wrong thing, the the ghost will jump out and jump scare you and then send you back to the start of the map. Yeah. And you'll have to like work your way back to there to try to do it again. Oh man. I'm now I'm thinking about all those point and click adventures I used to play as a child. Oh my god. Classics. Classic. You ever play any of the Barbie games? No. I have not ever played any of the Barbie games. It was like a Barbie secret agent game that was ooh. I I grew up in like a very staunchly conservative area, so boys did not do anything with Barbies. So Did y'all ever play Pajama Sam? I did not. The only reason I got to play it is because my friend Elise had it. And whenever Mm. we would go to her house, we would play the shit out of it. It was actually really fucking fun. (laughs) I'm sending pictures of it in. Nice. Text. I never played Pajama Sam, though. Never got to play Pajama Sam. Pajama Sam is excellent. It's made by... uh, I forgot what that company is called, but they made uh, Freddy it's, Fish. Spy I was gonna Fox. say it's like the like semi-educational games, right? Like, kind of. Not really is the thing. They're not really educational. It's like it's more tailored towards kids, but like there's so many fun things that you can interact with in the environment, and all of the worlds are very unique. Like, humongous I've, I've, entertainment. Humongous entertainment. Yes, I've played two of the Pajama Sam games. Both of them are excellent. I think they're very fun times, and like it. It's uh, the first one can be like kind of spooky in a way, but like in a way that like kids can still enjoy it. And like as a uh, child growing up watching a lot of Scooby Doo, that's something that I enjoyed is watching something that can be spooky, but also like fun for a kid like me. Yeah, it's uh, funny. I can Google get it says, on Switch. Yeah, that which is dope. Uh, Humongous Entertainment is an award-winning edutainment company. Apparently, yeah, they. Uh, let's see. Like Claire grew up playing a lot of freddy fish and putt putt saves the zoo um i was i grew up playing a lot of uh, mostly pajama sam that's most of what i played and they had in their games normally like hey would you like to play a mini game from these other games and maybe we can entice you to download the other ones but yeah love pajama sam that's a a classic that i first started playing while going also over to a friend's house in order to get that game 
Yeah. The, the first game that uh, Humongous released was uh, Backyard Baseball. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, the classic game. Classic game. The final Humongous title. On top. The yes. final title developed was Backyard Skateboarding 2006. Can you guess Dang. when it was released? 2006? Um, yeah, 2012. No, it was actually released in October 2005. I tricked you. <laughs> oh, no. So I want to say, speaking of games, because I've Game actually time. had some people message me on Instagram asking me when I would review this game. So uh, it's time Three, for two, my spoiler, spoiler free review of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to cry. Um, I'm going to cry Tears of the Kingdom. As you should. Um, this game did bring me to tears so far three times. I have done okay, everything uh, like story-wise except for beat the final boss, uh, which I hope to be doing very soon. Um, I... A.J. Aonuma, in an interview, said that this is the future of Zelda, that Zelda will be going more in this direction. Um, I, I, I can't wait. I, I know they're already working on another game. I cannot wait for it. Um, One of the first words Caleb said to me about the game that made me realize how good it is was Caleb said, this makes Breath of the Wild look like a rough draft. And I stand by that <laughs> entirely. That's insane. <laughs> like, I, this, uh, if you, you know, if you played Breath of the Wild and thought, these enemies are too easy to beat, which it gets to the point in the end of the game where, like, guardians, which are, like, the big, horrible overworld things, bad. Yeah, they're the big bad of the game in Breath of the Wild. It got to the point at the end of the game where I would I was able to kill guardians before their health bar appeared on screen. Like it just got like due to just weapons I had and skills learned. I this game ups the difficulty in so many ways that are incredible. Um it is it is it is genuinely harder. It feels more like a Souls game than it does a Zelda in a good way. Um I I I personally am gonna give this game like a solid nine point nine out of ten. Damn. Just uh, because there's no perfection. There is no such thing as perfection. And there are things in the game that I'm like, why? Why did you do this specifically? Uh, but what is your waifu rating? Waifu rating, uh, this is a 10 out of 10. Why is every character so sexy? Why is every like every character that is designed to be sexy is sexy? Like, it's I sexy, it, it, it's just it's Who's incredible to you. Personal opinion. This doesn't have yeah, to be, you, you know. Top of your head. Yeah. See, this is oh, okay. Okay. Uh a lot of the internet is simping over Pora right now in the game. True, and she's hot. Uh Drew, are you for are you are you familiar with Pura? Uh is that the character with I, I, I've seen a Pura lot of these nuts. <laughs> yeah, is that... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's an <laughs> Is that the character with like the orange hair? Uh, I just sent a picture to. She has white hair. Uh, in this game, red eyeshadow. Oh, I was I yeah. was thinking her in reverse. I've seen this character on Twitter. I yeah. know nothing about her. Uh, you're good. You're 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 good. Uh, I I personally, you know what. I honestly think Link is sexy in this game. I've always, oh God, I've always yes. thought, I've always like, I, I've told Olivia before, like Legend of Zelda was kind of one of the first true bisexual awakenings of Caleb is being like, Link is hot. Zelda's hot. What does this mean? Ganon's hot. Ganon's hot. Ganon's hot in this game. What the fuck? I mean, it's hard to not be hot when you're voiced by Matthew Mercer. 
But absolutely, and that is the other thing. That is the other part of this review is I was so nervous when they were like Matthew Mercer's Ganondorf because I was like, you know what? He's got such a particular voice, even though like he's a voice actor, can obviously change his voice. Inevitably, all the voices kind of sound like Matt Mercer. Yeah, and it works so well. It makes me angry at times because I'm like, how? How can you be so good at this? It's oh, it's insane. It's Matthew it's, fucking it's, Mercer. It's it's very funny because like I am of course well aware of Matt Mercer, but at the same time, like I haven't heard his work in much. So when I was trying to picture, I was just picturing Ganondorf saying, It's high noon <laughs> <laughs> and then like pulling a gun on Link. <laughs> Speaking of Link, I've sent you some art. Yes, I need. He more. is the twinkiest twink in all of Twinkdom. For real, yeah, and like that, you know, Tears that's obviously twink, fan art. Like that's obviously fan art. It's perfect. I can say you can call this one a twink. This is a twink, just so you know. Caleb doesn't. Drew bullies me because I just like. Caleb sees anyone with a shaved face and is like, "That's a twink," and I'm like, "Bro, this guy is a bodybuilder." But yeah, <laughs> nah, you you can still be a twink and be a bodybuilder. You can be a twink on the inside. Yeah, you can be a twink. It's on in the, the heart that counts. Okay, anyone yeah. that anyone that is shaved and generally has the aura of a bottom <laughs> is a twink. I'm standing by this. <laughs> you are a hundred percent wrong. But all right. <laughs> Caleb, oh, what's man. this snow shirt that makes Link? I haven't unlocked it, so I... You I, don't I, know? No, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. God. I have seen I have seen pictures online because I am like, you know, Legend of Zelda Twitter is where I just live right now. Uh, so I've yeah. seen it, but... Okay. Uh, yeah. There's, have you seen it, Drew? Uh, seen what? It's this There's snow- like a frost shirt or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Most of the outfits I've seen just make Link look like a whore. That's like that's it's all I know one, about like this game. Yeah, it's a snow shirt that has an open back. Like the back that one? is open. Yeah, that one that I just sent, but you can't see the back. Yeah, the I, back I've, I've is seen, like completely open. I've it's seen many so images slutty. on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I, they, I've seen. They just I, made Link a slut in this one, and you I know mean, what? Like, I'm fucking here. for I love it. <laughs> It, it's the same as like whenever whenever uh, Resident Evil Eight came out and they knew exactly what they were doing by yes, making yeah, Lady yeah. Lady Domitresk because oh they were like God. first of all her name is Lady Domitresk <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna start there oh and um, she's a big lady who is huge and thick and <laughs> very angry at you and is going to be chasing you through a castle and it's like anyways download our game yeah. and like she's the only one in the trailer but um yeah check it out. I feel like that's the same as they've done. It's just like, we know y'all want Femboy Link. So yeah. like, here you go. We're going to, we're yeah. going to put this dude in as many like skanky outfits as we possibly can. Here's the, here's the brilliant thing. Cause so many people on uh, Twitter and Reddit were like, Link is a boy. Why are they doing this? Blah, blah, blah. A.G. Aonuma, who has been the lead director for breath for like Legend of Zelda in general since Ocarina of Time was his first game. Yeah. Fully in an interview back in 2005 said, our goal is to make Link androgynous so men and women can both feel like they relate to him. I love him. That's wonderful because we need more. I I, I love, I hate it, but I love it that every single andro- popular androgynous character is blonde. If you think about it, if you really yeah. think yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. So Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> yeah. Link. Alucard from Castlevania. Like it's yeah. all, it's all uh, skinny blonde dudes, but like I'm, I'm here for more androgynous representation because yeah. I yeah. love that as like, I can make my character whatever I want. And yeah. that's, that's, that's another reason that like, um, I'm very much excited to play back to the Souls likes the Demon Souls remake because mm-hmm. they let you get like very androgynous with that character creator. Yeah. I, I've I've only seen it, it being played by the McElroys in um for their character uh Ronnie Faberger. Yeah. Fair. But um it's it's the fact that you can make a character with huge tits and an even bigger beard, I think is just very cool it's as a concept. Long. And yeah, it's pretty pog. And so like I think that's awesome. 
But go back to, to go back to the the twinkdom. Yeah, so, the twink. And talking about a lady, do you know who Shane Top is? With Shane Top. Yes, yeah, I do know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yes. formerly formerly of iCarly fame. Yeah, yeah. He's the dude from iCarly that holds the backpack. Um <laughs> but he like made this character after she came out that I feel like is just Link now. But um the character would be like Ooh, I'm in a big scary castle. I hope no nine foot vampire lady comes out and pegs me. Ooh, and just like being very horny and a simp. Yeah. I just feel like Link is running around high. We're like, ooh, I hope some big <laughs> Ganondorf doesn't come out and. <laughs> so, okay, that's it. Okay. Look <laughs> at his legs. Look at his legs in the first image I have sent. Like, it's just like, it's like, okay, cool. So, like, his entire gooch is just like. Out. An inch away from being inches. out. It's basically out. Nano what if he had to crawl to get something at any point in the game? Anytime he is climbing anything at any point in the game, he is just full on hanging dong so, and gooch in the wind. And boozy. So, I, I, because what Sammy said reminded me of something. This is a <laughs> minor, minor spoiler for a new enemy in the game. Okay, so, that's fine. There is a new enemy that is called the Gloom Hand. And it is. I I love these games. If as soon as you get close to one, the whole sky turns red and horror music starts playing. I don't. I don't. I, have I ever seen one? No. I run away as soon as that starts to happen because the first time I did it, I got killed without even seeing it, and I was like, "Nah, fuck that. Not even. Not even messing with it. Not even messing with it." That's a funny thing. Um, I have you ever like interacted with other enemies like that in video games where you see them and they look so unmessed? Like the thing is, I've completed games with just out ever touching those characters. Like the yeah. one that comes to mind is in Bloodborne. There's these giant, like they're like humongous dudes that wield these giant axes. They move pretty slow, but they swing for like a lot of damage. They look so intimidating that like it is only on like I'm on like my sixth playthrough of that game. That I just now decided to finally attack them. It doesn't matter how far in the game I am, like or how strong I feel this character is now. Anytime I see those dudes, I would just like run away. I've I've interacted with characters like that before. Where, like I, I see an enemy and I was like, that looks so scary. I'm just not even gonna get close to it. Yeah, I'm not that, gonna approach. That is uh every time I, I I adore Ocarina of Time, love the game. If I see a redead, nah. I will just skirt around them and weave through. I ain't messing with it. I ain't going to attack that thing. Which one's the Redead? I've played Ocarina of Time, but it's been... Redead is the one that when you get close, they let out a death death cry and then grab you and throttle you until you die. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. A children's game, Ocarina of Time. I love Ocarina of Time. That game's so fucking good. In Ocarina, they just looked like skinned humans. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, maybe not maybe not skinned humans, but just this was their trophy in uh Smash. But that's Oh, those ones. Yes, I remember those. Yeah, no, I I did the same thing. I never messed with those for the entire game. I was just like, yep. no, thank you. I'm going to move Fuck around that. you. Just keep going. Just a just a no for me. Yeah. It's a that no for one, me, dog. Uh in a non-Zelda game, uh I'll I'll be honest. I I have tried to play Elden Ring so many times. Every yes. enemy in Elden Ring. Uh <laughs> just any any time I see somebody, there's like a dude right outside the tutorial area that is just big and on a horse and if yeah, you get close you. he kills you instantly. Do and, not mess with the trees. Yeah. Yeah. So and I don't come back and kill him later. No, not if you're me. If you're me, that happens and you keep dying because somehow he always finds you and he will always kill you. And so you just give up. He knows where you live. Caleb, one day I'm going to sit down with you and make this game make sense because honestly, it's pretty accessible when it comes to the thing is like, I would not even say this is the most accessible souls game, but like you can when it comes to like defeating that person, I I did the same thing where like I died a bunch and then like I eventually came back and beat him. And because I beat that character, I got my favorite weapon in the game, which is the golden halberd. And that helped me clear basically the entire game. It's, it's one of my, it's just a big golden stick that you slam on things. Yeah. I, I, I believe it. And someday, 
I will play and be a Souls game. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, start with Dark Souls 1. That's the easiest one and like the most accessible and like the builds will make the most sense. Oh, also yeah. uh, another another cool thing about Tears of the Kingdom. It does kind of have the Souls thing of go and find people and they come back to your hub world. Uh, that, Ooh, okay. that, that that is there. So that that's a very fun thing. That that's honestly one of my favorite things about those games, because like, you know, I mean, like it's a big thing about the Dark Souls franchise is like things are pretty bleak. And that's especially one of my favorite things in um, when it comes to like my favorite use of that when it comes to bringing people back to your hub world is Dark Souls 2, because you uh, start off in Majula, which is a beautiful town, but it's completely empty and, you know, no one's there. But like as you go throughout the game and meet more characters, you can come, you can have them come back to your town and then you just like bring the town back to life. And so, like yeah, I, I think that's really cool, though. Yeah, that. Yeah. You bring character back and yeah, it's it, it's really fun. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, the story has made me cry a few different times. Very and good. I, I like the thing I'm most excited about, because I'm probably going to start playing tomorrow or at least this weekend, is the machines. All of the crazy things people have been doing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've mostly seen penis-based machines, but I'm sure it's crazy what you can so do. So I recently, the other day, built a multi-stage machine uh which is very complicated uh but basically because of the devices at hand you can build drones in the game that fully function separate from you like they you can attach things that make them hone on enemies and shoot lasers at them so yeah i just oh was like God. okay so i'm gonna build a glider that underneath has a bed, like a, a, a wall of rockets that will give me lift. And then the bottom will drop out because the rockets will break and it will drop drones onto this enemy camp. And then I just oh have to God. let the drones take care of it, circle, fly around on this glider for a bit, and then just drop in, hit the big boss a few times, and I'm done. God damn it. Fortnite. For, yeah Fortnite. yeah this game is ridiculous this game is <laughs> Fortnite. you can make a battle bus oh my god i'm gonna make a battle bus yeah you can fully oh make a battle bus shit. like that yeah no joke it it is a ridiculously good game um, i'm i'm excited to check it out once i finally beat breath of the wild and i'll probably check that out once i one have money and two beat uh yeah. Majora's mask i get that I relate. I I will not lie. I probably wouldn't have bought Tears of the Kingdom except with the Switch store. You can get gold points when you buy games. Mm -hmm. And I had saved up enough gold points to get $60 off the game if I That's spent insane. cashed in all the gold points. So I just got it for like 10 bucks. Damn. I, I, I'm all, always on the look for deals. And one of them... The better ones that I got recently was whenever uh, for Claire's birthday, I got her uh, the Skywalker saga and Ooh. I got it for thirty five dollars. I think nice. plus okay. all of the DLC characters nice. and DLC content that came with that. So that was that was really cool. So I got to see like freaking Finn in a Hawaiian shirt uh, <laughs> as we were just like as my companion while we were exploring Tatooine, which that game is insane. That's another fantastic game that you must check out. I don't know if I've played it. Uh, Skywalker Saga, Lego, Lego Star Wars. Uh, it is like the thing is like it. Uh, I'd recommend uh, have any of you have either of you ever watched Burback? Um, like Eddie Burback? Yes. Not like, OK, it oh, is Eddie Burback, yeah, but it's, it's him and his brother's channel where they talk about video games. Yeah, I'm no. now looking at it. I've definitely played the games before it. Like I've definitely played, I played Lego Star Wars growing up, but I just haven't yeah, played same. this edition. This is like, okay, so like there's some things that are changed, like you're in a third person view, but like they have like introduced like different quality of life things. So like in the original, when you're playing for with two players and uh, you just are both on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so if one of you goes in another direction, you can eventually like drag one of your fellow players off a cliff by accident and for there sure. go a bunch of studs. In this game, it, it swaps to a split screen mode whenever you both go off on different things. So you can both be, first of all, these worlds are huge. Like, and all of them have all these crazy different side quests and different characters you can interact with. 
and um it's e- for each of them you can do this and like you can you can replay it to the max because there's so much to explore it's insane oh my god uh, the the com- the combat also feels like crazy good i would honestly say like the gun combat feels better than like the lightsabers at times because like you can fully just like aim it at a character and like shoot at it from afar Ooh, like it's okay. like a third person like a third person shooter it's it's crazy cannot recommend it that's oh fantastic oh my game. god man Talking about this, this is just a quick one. Talking about third-person shooters or games. Did you ever play? Um, uh, what's it called? the The one on the one on Mars. It's like Red something. Resident Evil Four. Res- yes. Red Red Resident. Uh, I have to find this really quick because it's gonna kill me if I don't. I think it's called Red Faction. I have not. Yeah, Red I Faction Gorilla was the version I played. So the uh, the idea was you were on Mars and you were like part of this rebellious class that is fighting against the bad guys. But it was one of the first games with like a fully destructible environment and like some of the some of the missions were like, "Hey, go here and throw grenades here and blow this shit up." And out in the middle of the desert there was the mo- there was a Moab that you could grab and it was just chilling and you can grab it and murder everyone. Something about the third person reminded me about that. But But yeah, if you've, if you've ever wanted to just like fully experience the star Wars movies through a video games eyes, that's what you would do is play this game. Like legitimately it is, it's first of all, it's beautiful and the worlds are so well crafted, but like, yeah, if you just want to fully immerse yourself in a star Wars movie, just play Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I I adore all the Lego games. Uh I grew up playing them a lot. Lego Indiana Jones was uh, fantastic. Probably so incredible. I I wish they would just port all of them to the Switch or something. Yeah. Cuz I cuz a lot of them are ported over, but not the ones I want to play. So uh, Lego Harry Potter. Lego Harry Potter as well. Lego yes. Harry Potter is on the Switch. Cool. Ooh, I have okay. it for the PS3, which I'll probably be playing that pretty soon. Done playing I, Skyrim. I need to get a PlayStation just because some of my favorite games of all time are PlayStation exclusive, and I just can't find them. Sly and Cooper. Sly, Sly yeah, Cooper. I've- honestly, Sly Cooper is one that I very much miss. Metal Gear Solid, like the Ooh, original, yeah. like Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3 specifically. Those are incredible. Uh, three is the best by far. Um, Metal Gear. Uh, but uh, oh, I'm spacing. Shadow of the Colossus. That is. Ooh yeah. As much as I love Legend of Zelda, I am a slut for Shadow of the Colossus. That game is breathtakingly good. Breath of the Wild taking. Breath. Breath. Uh, fart. I- anyway. <laughs> well yeah what were you gonna say caleb speaking of things that are breathtakingly good it's our opening and closing track of every episode we absolutely love it it is the one the only psycho billy freak out from the reverend horton heat uh what a banger of a track off the album smoke them if you got them if you smoke them if you got them you gotta smoke them if you uh, got them, you gotta smoke them. We would really appreciate if you rate and review this on iTunes. Uh, five stars, probably, if you can. We would appreciate that. Um, we have an email this week. Drew, would oh. you want to read the email that we got? I would love to read the email. Please read on air. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Dear Doctor's Junk House. I really need like $5 to escape this evil underground lair of lizard people. Like just $5. Can you send it to me? They have taken my bones and turned them into a plasma-like substance so I can stretch like Mr. Fantastic, which is cool Yo. as fuck if I'm being honest. But I miss having just good old normal bones. One of the head lizard people, I believe his name is Jose Consuerte, told me he'd give me a good boning for $5. Please. I don't know what he means, but I think it means I get my bones back. I need a good boning, and Jose will do it for $5. 
The lizard scientists did create some amazing Carl lizard hybrids, and they are quite sexy, but I can't do anything about it since I technically all 5,000 of them are my children. Oh, Please send $5 so I can receive the boning of a lifetime. Hugs and kisses, the only Carl you know. P.S. If you don't know, if you do know other Carls, now you don't. Uh Uh-oh. P.P.S. Don't let Caleb have any of the hugs and kisses. They are reserved for Cordell and Samantha. Hell yes. Oh, that yeah, that was from Carl. <laughs> it's from Carl. Wow. Didn't Drew, do you know who do you know Carl? I do not know Carl. That that's our friend conspiracy Carl. He's been he's been gone for a little bit, but he's, he's come on the gone. show a couple of times. Yeah. He's broken into he's, Caleb's house. It's Yeah, once or twice. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually knocks me out or waits till I'm gone and then comes and talks into the microphone. He comes and talks into the microphone. The microphone, yeah. <laughs> so apparently he needs five dollars. I mean, we can scrounge for five dollars. Do you think? Do you think that the lizard Jose Consuerte? Do you think he's gonna fuck Carl or is this yes? Like, he's he's definitely going to I think like so. He's gonna bone Carl. He's, he's not gonna, gonna give him back his bone. He's gonna I've bone never, Carl. I've never heard somebody say, "I'm gonna give you a good boning by giving them bones." Yeah, I've, I've, I, that's in my life. It's normally never led to like bone broth or anything. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do. Is us as a podcast need to start like a, I'm gonna give you a good boning and then give them a cup of warm bone broth. I mean, like, like I know that's something that Miranda tried to start with Chris Bones in season two of Nat Wonderful, where she was saying, <laughs> she kept yeah. trying to introduce the, wanna the bone? You want to you want to bone down? Bone like down. you ready to bone down later? We have made we have made up Frogger Water, so we could change words around. We invented Frogger Water. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So I think you know. I think we gotta. I don't know if we should send Carl the five dollars for a boning of a lifetime. I mean, it is just five dollars though, and like, if he's gonna have, if he's gonna get boned down, like the best of his lifetime i i'm willing to give him five dollars if it it truly is the boning of a lifetime that feels worth five dollars if i had five dollars to give but i will say boning of a lifetime that sounds very enticing for five dollars that's a cheap boning of a lifetime too but what if hear me out after the boning of a lifetime he realizes he'll never get that same feeling again and then becomes depressed See, I, I was assuming he was going to kill him right at the very end because it's oh a boning of God. his lifetime. So, like, he 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 bangs he bangs Carl like really good, and then at the end he slits his throat, and then like that's the boning of Carl's oh, I, lifetime. I mean, oh let's God, be honest, you know? Carl is a slippery bastard, though. Like that, might, he might try to slit Carl's throat, but Carl's going to get out of there. He's always greasy. <laughs> I mean, we've established Carl is mostly plasma now, so like yeah, Carl can yeah. like probably easily avoid that. But then again, like also like, here's another question: Would Carl need lube at this point because all of him is so flexible? I'm That's just now what... rereading the email, and he did say Mister Fastnastic. So oh. who's Mister Fast Fastnastic? Fastnastic. Now, okay, now this is a different superhero, a lesser known one. <laughs> who's um, all plasma? Who who's all plasma. Who appeared in one episode with the Suicide Squad, and he was just known for getting pounded by lizards. That was his whole thing. And uh, so I, I, I see what the reference is now. Yeah. Okay, good. Or well, maybe, if- uh, maybe uh, also, maybe whoever wrote this email and actually sent it from a Gmail account they created two seconds before sending the email yeah. was tired and messed up. Don't don't pull back the curtain. It's just funny. <laughs> Mr. Fasnatastic. Fasnatastic. Maybe it's like Freddy Fazbear meets Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, so which it's that like, would definitely lead to sex. Vanessa. Uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, Vanessa? I'm going to go bang Mr. Fantastic now. But if you want to bang Mr. Fasnatastic. Fasnatastic. You're gonna send you should send an email to junkhouse mailbox at gmail.com. You should. You should send an email there. You should send an email there with like all your personal information and uh your credit card number 
uh, the expiration date yeah. and those three numbers those on the back. Cute little numbers. And we're gonna do the we're gonna do the uh, good mythical morning thing. Drew, why don't you say? And as we say every week. And as we say every week. Just remember, kid, the lines in parking lots are just lines. They're just lines.